2: of Con Air Radio. I am Nicole of Corgi Cosplay. Uh, Robert's here sitting on the headset. He does not have a mic. No. (laughs)
1: Uh,
2: But today we are joined by a very interesting band who is doing a great message. Uh, If you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourself, the name of your band and everything.
0: Hello, my name is Dave Kirk. I am the founder, the vocalist and guitar player for Hellthrone. We formed in 2021, started writing music and playing shows in 2022. And from there, we just kind of started to mainly push our interest towards um, aspects like MMIW, which stands for the Missing Murdered Indigenous Women. And we wrote a song dedicated to that called We Are Here. And we also uh, held a show um, in May in Crown Point, New Mexico, Uh, just dedicated strictly to MMIW. All of the admission funds went to MMIW, and we're doing another run on November 11th in Gallup, New Mexico. It's just a quick rundown on Health (laughs) Run.
3: Got things coming up. That's awesome. And then, also, we are joined by... Hello, everyone. My name is Delvina Kirk. The person you just listened to is my husband. <laughs> so I am the PR director for the band. We just recently became a business. So now we are Hellthrone LLC. Oh, that's awesome. Definitely. We're trying to take a different route to the music. So that way we can have um, different shows just like what he was referring to. So we do have United Through Metal is what it's called. So that one is going to be on November 11th in Gallup, New Mexico at, the Juggernaut, at Juggernaut Music. Oh, that is awesome! That's amazing. So,
2: what for people that may not know exactly what kind of music you make?
0: Yeah.
3: How would you explain?
0: <laughs>
3: it's scary music, basically.
0: <laughs> it's uh, it's basically thrash and death metal mixed together, kind of like an early '80s, '90s sound, you know, like early okay. kind of like Slayer with a little bit of Cannibal Corpse mixed together for, yeah.
2: Okay, that's awesome. Do you guys mix in, since you guys do the stuff and everything for, you know, the Indigenous women, and you guys play on, you know, since you guys, I'm guessing, are Navajo? Yes. Well, okay. Um, Do you guys do, uh, because I know there's always the ones that, like, incorporate their native, like, music and stuff like that into the music. Do you do any of that as well?
0: Uh, We do have plans for it in the future. One thing that I really want to touch base on is, like, the creation story which basically talks about the four different worlds of coming into uh, the fourth world, which we're in now, and just kind of going through like the first world, how we came out of it, the second world, the uh, problems and tribulations that we had to go through, kind of so on and so forth. I kind of really want to touch base on that, but I kind of, I thought like, while I was doing that, you know, that's why I decided to kind of push, like, well, we do have missing and murdered indigenous women through all tribes. Yes. And all uh, indigenous communities. And nobody's really writing anything about that, you know. So I just thought, like, with the power of music that we do have with um, the United States and Europe and uh, Brazil and stuff like that, you know, I kind of wanted to push that message forward and try to, you know, raise awareness in that way. Yeah. Which, which kind of brought the name united through metal why we why we decided to name the shows united through metal
2: oh that's
3: cool so do you have other bands that play with you guys or is it just you guys right now yes yeah, so i can mention that but first um something we forgot to mention would be we do have a representative from the mmiw organization so what we do is all the funds we get out the door uh, the last show is ten dollars Um, You know, every time someone came in. So we donated all the admission fee to MMIW. So it went out to our missing and murdered um, relatives, along with um, also females that do get assaulted. So that's the fun it went to. And now for this show, we're going to do another $10 admission fee, and it's all going to go to the organization. Um, My brother, which is also his in-law, he's the other vocalist, and he does the shirt designs and everything. So oh, that's nice. We had him kind of design a. We, he designed a shirt. And um, Navajo Technical University is a tribal college, and they help us out a lot. So they help fund the shirts. So we still sell the shirts now, and every time we do sell a shirt, that profit goes back to the organization. So we still kind of keep that going as we are. Yeah. But we do play with other metal bands. We're try. We're keeping it well to us it we just for anyone that does want to you know add to the organization we're totally fine with that but so far just local native bands and we're open for anyone at this point yeah yeah and especially for
2: a cause that kind of you know unfortunately you know a lot of people try to brush under the carpet and act like mm. it doesn't exist it's like no no like this is terrible uh-huh. <laughs> like <that>. definitely, definitely. <laughs> it's like it's it's
3: bad enough everything that's already happened and it's like no can we please stop
0: yeah definitely
3: (laughs) of course and um so when we did meet dave and i i was not exactly into metal until later (laughs) so later we were talking about this idea of a song for mmiw and for my family and it definitely hits us at home because i i had a (coughs) I had an uncle, he went missing and he was murdered. Well, he was murdered, and we still haven't heard anything since then. It was in 2013. So like no real investigation or anything? We don't even know who did it. We don't know anything about it. So that was my big push. And we raised over $500 for it. So. I told my mom, because, you know, that's my mom's brother, and she just started crying, so we were crying together, because, you know, it will help. if we can at least help one family, Yes, we did our job, and, and that answers. was our big goal. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, I was, like, kind of the controversial topic, is if, like, if it was
2: just some white male that got murdered, you know, kidnapped and murdered, oh, there would be a full-blown investigation, they would have found the murder, they would have been put in jail, but then it's like, oh, you know, because a minority, and especially being Native American, they're just like, yeah. like they kind of ignore it. And it's like, no, you guys got your own rules. You guys handle it instead. It's like, no, 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 they're, they're still U.S. citizens. They're meant to still be protected. And we're failing on that. Like, why?
0: Yeah, definitely. There's uh, out of five women, there's four, four women out of five who experienced some sort of abuse whether it be, you know, domestic, emotional, or uh, physical and all. And New Mexico was actually one of the top uh, cities or top uh, states that had these kind of cases. And there's thousands and thousands of cases that are just kind of, like you said, just brushed underneath the rug, you know. So with all these open investigations and nothing kind of really leading to, you know, like a solution, it just kind of leaves hundreds of families just you know questioning and stuff wanting answers so that's one of the main things like you know my wife said if we can help just one family if we can just help in any sort of way you know we've we've done our job you know
2: yeah yeah because even like the ten dollars at the door that doesn't sound like a lot but ten dollars adds up very super quickly you know and especially you know do you guys even have like a page that people can donate to like if they don't want to go to the show say maybe they're just not really into the music type is there anywhere that you recommend that they should just
3: even just donate to well we've had some that did tell us that they're unable to make it and they still buy a ticket anyway and we we also well we don't have that but there's a mmiw site in different i know there's a new mexico based one and then there's one the main organization is in montana okay so it's just you know googling it and you can donate directly to the donate donate directly to the website yeah and then just buying tickets too even if you feel like you're not gonna make it then we still accept donations yeah definitely yeah so essentially buy a ticket and you're making that donation anyway so Mm -hmm. yes so that yeah like
2: i said that goes a long way as well and like you guys were saying you know even just helping one family makes a huge difference and you know Mm -hmm. that's amazing and I I do like that you guys are bringing awareness to this and of course it is something that's dear and near to your guys' hearts and and your Mm -hmm. lives and everything like that and I'm like now I'm going to need your contact information after this so I can look up
3: videos and listen to the music and (laughs) Awesome, (laughs) thank you so much and we really do appreciate it. We do have our um, Throne Facebook account we we have our TikTok Instagram we have our email we have our link tree with all our information on there as well okay so we really do and appreciate if you guys want to do one more time just say the name of the band so that way and is it going to be the name, name of
2: the band for every social media platform or do you guys have different names because I know sometimes like some things get taken and stuff and it's hard yeah. to so like if they're looking you up what are they going to be looking up
0: um well, for the main thing, our, our website, our official website is going to be healthrone666.com, and that basically has our link tree, all of our uh, our YouTube, all of our social media is there, but um, uh, through everything else, like TikTok and Facebook, that one's just going to be like healthrone, just search healthrone. Instagram is going to be the only one It's going to be healthrone01. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like I said, sometimes you don't get lucky and you can't get what you want. And you're just like, oh, okay, we're going to make it work. (laughs) Definitely.
3: Yeah. (laughs) You're like, what? Yes, (laughs) definitely. And now we've just updated our websites and we add Health LLC to that. So we just got the good news a couple of days ago. Oh, that's awesome. We're working as a team, definitely. So we we do have a family business right now. We have, of course, Dave he's the the main vocalist and he's the guitarist. Uh, My brother, his name is Dexter, and he's the other vocalist. And then we have uh, George, he's the other guitarist. And then we have the drummer, which his name is Ro. And so we have um, my mom, she's the vice president of the company too. Then my sister-in-law, which is Dexter's lady, she's the president. So she's the business person, and my mom is the merch manager. So we all gave each other these different roles. And my little brother, he does the whole uh, video thing when we're there. So he's working oh, nice. on yeah, yeah, are keeping gonna it work, all family? Yes, <laughs> definitely. So it's a whole family business every time we go to shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, that's amazing. Yeah, most people have to, like, go out and, like,
2: commission and all this other stuff and everything. So that's that's great. <laughs> yeah, You know, definitely. keeps costs down. <laughs> which helps when you guys are able to, like, oh, then yes. be like, okay, you know what, our costs yeah. are down anyway, so just donate the money. I yeah. <laughs> only-
1: can see mom coming out going, are you going to get to your work? (laughs) exactly
3: get on that next song (laughs) and she told me definitely and she told me she said delvina did you update the website and i'm like i'm sorry i had work so i'm over here updating the website i'm sorry so we do that and then we ask um dex and dave they do the they do the songs and everything like when they track vocals how are you guys on it Oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> because my brother and my brother and the family, they're back on the reservation. So they come here for shows. Uh, and then the rest okay. of the band, they're here in Phoenix. Oh, wow. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah.
2: So, yeah. So you have to travel to, to really mm-hmm. kind of get things together.
0: And oh, yeah. Definitely.
2: So, yeah. That can put a hamper on making up new songs and everything and practices. <laughs> oh, <yes>. and <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Definitely. 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 <laughs>
2: Well, thank you guys so much for doing this and for what you guys do. And, of course, coming on, doing the interview and getting to spread the word more and everything like that.
3: Um, and I hope this helps you know bring more awareness to everything. Definitely. Awesome. And we do appreciate the both of you inviting inviting us on con air radio we told our family about it we called them we just talked to them so they're over here looking up the website they're looking they found your facebook and they found the spotify so they're over here record it for me record it so (laughs) we're gonna send that to them later so again thank you guys so much we really do appreciate it
1: definitely
0: yeah thank (laughs) you very much
1: (laughs) yeah we hope you guys have a great time here at the con are you gonna be here all weekend
0: just, or today. Just, today. I think just today, yeah. Or today. Yeah, well, well
1: then we great timing. Have a fantastic <laughs> night. I mean, everything is kind of closing up now, so yeah. But, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed your day while
0: you're here. Oh, yeah, and definitely. Hopefully,
1: and hopefully, we'll see you guys again.
0: Definitely, yeah, definitely. we
3: will. We will.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys, and gals, this is Smash Tower. We are at day three. Of, uh, I was going to say of Con Air. <laughs> yes, we're still at day three of Con Air, but uh, we're at Savalton. Absolutely true. <laughs> so, and we are enjoying ourselves. Nicole here is still beside me. She's on over there. Over there. She's over there. And we have Beth over here. And Beth <laughs> Hello. is an fantastic writer and I love the graphics <laughs> yes. on your covers too. thank you <laughs>
4: thank you um, it's actually uh, a Korean artist that painted my book covers um, I gave him concepts because I'm an artist um, that's what I was formally trained as many years ago um, but I he took all my drawings and then repainted them into more of a game art looking setting um, in a book style cover, so Yeah, it looks
1: like it's right out of a computer yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yes, he's amazing. So. Yeah. So it looks like art that you would see like on like the Magic the Gathering cards Actually, or like any like tabletop game. I would he wouldn't doubt. did um he did some artwork for Legend of the Crippids. It's like a tr- um, digital art trading card game. Oh, so, okay. Yes, and he's doing a new um, card game, I can't remember what's called but Yeah, so, I mean, that's why it fits. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it looks like that. All right. (laughs) It looks so
1: lifelike. (laughs) Yeah. Anyhow, so I know that you got two of your books out here, and I know you said you're working on a third. Yes,
4: it's been about two and a half almost three years in the making it's um about 850 pages roughly um technically in writer terms would be um, 250,000 words um the first book was 213,000 the second book was 230,000 and this one's 250,000 give or take a little bit depending on the final cut um, when I delivered to my editor in February. Yeah. I was working um, with a developmental editor um, oh. earlier this year. It, that's just nailed down on plot holes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have so many characters in my story. Um, they fall. It's very similar to Game of Thrones, where you travel with one character for a while, then you go to another character in the storyline, and then another character. But then you'll see maybe that character A... And character C story, and vice versa. Like, there's a lot of interweaving between mm-hmm. yeah. the characters.
1: It's actually hard to write like that. It
4: is. So, that's why it's taken me so long because I gotta, you know, make sure everything is. Yeah, coherent. timelines are. Yes. Yeah. It, the, it flows consistently throughout the plot. So, um, and I, throughout the books, just like any other series. You have a set of characters and then when you travel into the second series or book, depending on TV or whatever media it is, um, they might introduce more characters because the first set of characters are going through their their story and so you meet new characters along the way Mm -hmm. and then you meet more new characters and pretty soon you've got all sorts of characters and you're like, what is going on with all of them? Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just saying yeah, No, yeah. that's <laughs> Oddly yeah.
1: enough, that's kind of something that I was working on, a story that I was working on, and it's it's similar to that. Okay. You start off with this character. Yes. Uh and then it kind of cuts off. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden you're over on this character. Yes. Cuts off. And then in yep. this character cuts off. But they get closer and closer together. Yes. And eventually they're going to form into a group. Right. And then uh, I turned around. And I started writing this, and then all of a sudden I was getting ideas, and I started little writing little subplots. And I'm like, I'm I'm up to about like 18 other stories. Now. Yes, <laughs> it is,
4: and that's really you're unpacking a, a large story with smaller stories with many subplots, and mm-hmm. you know, as an epic fantasy reader. Um, when you read huge books, you want to know about this one smaller character. If you're going to talk about Mm -hmm. them and they have somewhat of a plot, uh, readers kind of expect nowadays to know a little bit more about that character or what's happening to them. Because if you don't see them again, they're going to be like WTF. Yeah, they kind of want that backside lore. Especially we saw it with the Harry Potter series. That's
2: right. Right. I think where it really kind of started and blossomed, because all of a sudden, she did all those other, like, the spin-offs and stuff That's like it. that. Yep. But in those, like, you got little things about these other little side characters. that didn't right. really mean much, but they had a name. They interacted with the main characters. And so then people are like, but I like that character, and right. I need to know everything about them now.
4: Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, now I have to fully develop this whole entire... Side character. That's right. If and you think about Harry Potter, like you know, from book one to book seven, how much they grew. Oh yeah. Like, and they introduce, you know, in book what is it, five? Um, they introduce um, um, Bellatrix, yes, Lestrange, Correct. and um, I forgot her name. Um, the the one that kind of has the shape shifting or. Oh, oh, um, oh, I forgot what her name is. But, um, but you know what I'm talking. Nim, Nim Tongs, or Nim, yeah, yeah. I would Nim say Tonks. Tonks yeah, Nim I know they call her Tongs. Tonks but I think it was or something. Yeah. Um, but like, so then they have more of a, a, a role toward the end. So yeah. I mean, like as they introduce, so that's why they're getting so big. These books, because all these characters are involved. So mm-hmm. that's essentially what has happened with yeah. my books. You know, you have a set of characters, and the story just grows. So. Yeah. And I would imagine too, like having a fantasy world too.
2: Yeah. Like, like, now with D&D, because of Critical Role, becoming right. more um, more mainstream now. Yeah. It's not like hush-hush, where you don't really hear a lot of people talking about playing tabletop. Yeah. Where in those campaigns, like, you know, the characters, you know, as you're playing, you can get more involved with NPCs. And then all of a sudden your right. DM is like, I got to make up this whole character now because they were just meant to be a shopkeeper. And now That's you guys it. are making friends with them. And now I have to, like, really go into this character. And it's like, yeah. so I would imagine too, like, People that are playing tabletops, if they're reading your books, yeah. are probably like, "Well, now I just want to know about this little side character."
4: Yeah. yeah so, right. yeah. And to your point, actually, um, I had like a, a very small, you know, character in book one, and she ended up becoming a huge role um, in book three. She had, you know, from a small into just a little more story in book two, and then all of a sudden it exploded. And I had, I didn't even mean to do that. It was not even like in the works. But yeah it, characters have their own minds and yes. you know she demanded it so I, <laughs> yeah. I, have, I have a character
1: in, in the one that I'm working on and it's I, 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 he was just going to be like um, you know in the old days where they had young kids that they would have them run the, the powder yes uh, yeah. and stuff like that and that was the character I'm sitting there going, oh I'm just gonna give this one a name yeah so he can be named periodically and then all of a sudden I'm like wait getting another idea. So I've already written down basically a novella that after the first book comes out I'm going to come out with this little novella so you can see where this little kid who starts in as a little kid but as the storyline goes along he's going to grow with the storyline.
4: And those are fun too because even like uh, readers will like those little mini shorts Mm -hmm. of their favorites. Um, Even like Brandon Sanderson he has these huge book but then he puts out little smaller um, supplemental books um, mm-hmm. based on characters or the world or whatever um, that are a tribute to the overall... Um, Kevin Hearn does yeah, that, too. Yeah, the lore too, you of your world, yes. yeah. Uh-huh. So. Yeah,
1: Kevin Hearn's put out a, several novellas from his Iron Druid uh-huh. uh, series. And it's kind of funny because some of them are just off. Yeah. Here's, sure. here's the main storyline. This is what's happening. but. Uh-huh. One day, one year or something like that, this happened. Yeah. <laughs> and he's yes. got a little novella over it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. His dog that can actually speak, you know, uh, mentally to him uh-huh. has his own adventure in another ave- a novella. Oh, that's, <laughs> so, that's
4: awesome. Yep.
2: It's,
1: it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely... a. Uh, uh, a lot, yes. with, you know, people just think writing is like, oh, okay, you know, I just have the story in my head and go and they just write a story, right. you know, but like, I, I would imagine like you were saying, like all of a sudden, like the characters take on personalities of their own yes, and you're like, they do. it's not, you are kind of guiding and telling the story, right? but they are their own personalities and everything right. and that does make you a great writer. It's not just putting words on a piece of paper right. and people are just like oh okay yeah yeah you know it's when you when you as a writer make them
4: alive that's right and and you want to make them believable yes um you know and it's almost like you have to be a people watcher without being a creep yeah um you know but like you have to have a good sense of personality types and um very perceptive and keen on um what people would do in situations because not everyone would do the same thing given a certain circumstances and you know they wouldn't even say the same thing under pressure let's say or anger or sadness they all react differently so you have to be like almost like um, a kind of like a playwright and in some stances you know with emotions and um, what people are doing and um, how they Portray, you know, and how they just portray themselves on paper. I like to much. do yeah. characters
1: similar to people I know. So it's like, I got a character for this guy. Yeah, <laughs> I got a character for this girl. You know, yeah. I'm like, I definitely want to work them in. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, and then yeah, see so. how they interact with what you already have in the world and the other characters that are there. And
1: yeah, I made the mistake of of running with this one time, and I reached out to um, a friend at the time and I told her I said this may sound weird but I want to use your likeness or your character you know, and in, in make it into a book mm-hmm. and uh, she said oh that sounds great and then uh, I turned around and I says and I'm not saying, trying to say this in a creepy way do you have anything slinky? Yeah. Because the character I have in my head is kind of a um, She's a saloon owner. Uh And so when she comes down at night, when it's her time to arrive, Uh she comes down in something kind of slinky. Uh And she said yes, and then um, three days later, her boyfriend says, leave her alone. I'm like, okay, I'm just asking because here's a book that I'm writing. Uh Didn't matter. He didn't care. He says, take her out. I don't want you even thinking about her in any kind of... I was just, okay, you've got security issues. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I just want to put her in a book. Yeah. Kind of use her character as this character, and no, he didn't like oh, that. Oh,
4: I yeah. just, like, you know, I base, you know, characters off people that I might know from the past, um, or, you know, people that I might know, but it's not totally them, because, like, they might have some sort of personality, and then... Um, I know someone else that has a similar personality, and then maybe a third person that might have that same kind of personality, so it's a blend of those people with similar personalities because you might not know all the aspects of person A, but you might know a certain aspect of person B, and maybe a different aspect of person C, but they have the same type of personality, so it's a blend of them to find that realism and a little bit obviously of the creative imagination as well but um, I like to keep it real Um, you know and I I don't ever want to base it off one person because whatever except for one character is my sister (laughs) <laughs> um, but she passed away many years ago and it's more of a memorable yeah, dedication um, dedication to her and that she's dedicated my first book. So she is for amazing. sure one of my characters head to toe. So, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Thank I you. S- I suppose
1: on that note, I should probably tell you that on this book that I was working on, I was working in a Kibba character. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to, uh, to work in a Kibba character and I actually have figured it out. I just haven't put it down in my book yet. <laughs> so down the road, it, it might be interesting. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. because I, I know book writing isn't just like something you just magically whip out. Right. You know, they, they well think, you oh, can. writers can,
3: <laughs> you can. Yeah, sometimes
2: you're just like, you have so many ideas all at once, right. and just the books just magically pop out one cool. after another. But sometimes it does, yeah, like you, you have so many different Characters having their own things going yeah. on and trying to keep them all in line. Like, That's a, you'd almost literally have to, like, have on a whiteboard, like, yeah. their timelines it is. and what's happening. And, and crossing sure. and where, yeah. and
4: they're going this way and that way. Yeah. And not to make it more complicated, yeah. <laughs> there is a future timeline and a oh present timeline, oh, and yeah. there's time travel between the two. Oh, um, my goodness. I know, I just, you know, I just want to make it... I'm just... Like to abuse myself. Yeah, you know? that, that
1: that would complicate things. I can definitely see that.
4: Well, you you got a story you you know in your yeah. head that you want to tell, yes.
2: and it, you know, and it's very clearly very popular. I've seen a lot of people walking back with books. I was like, yeah. I'm not a big reader. Yeah, like you know, maybe every once in a while on a blue sure. I'll read a book. Yeah. Um, I but it, I know that it's a lot of work. To yeah write books and you know and then like when you have them so deep like that like you yeah. keep everything in line people just think like oh no it's just an easy thing and yeah. it's like no there's no it's hard yeah you because know, you're gonna you're gonna have that person's gonna read the book and if things don't line yeah. up they're you know, know they're gonna look
4: at it and be like never mind I don't yeah. and I'm very grateful like I was here last year and I've had returning people that purchased my book last year both books actually and uh-huh. they're like I had several people come up to me and like, oh my gosh, I love both the books. Like, One person's like, I read it twice, both books twice already. When's oh, your wow. third one coming out? Another set, like Mother and Daughter, came up, and they're like, we both love it. And they're like, I love this person, I love this person. And they're like talking about it, and she's like, the mom said, I'm, I read your first book in, like, two days, which is, like, a huge oh, book, wow. just so you know. It's, yeah. like, almost 700 pages. And yeah. she's, like, and the second book was even better. And normally, you know, t- typically a first book's good, and sometimes the second book might drop off or yeah. whatever, depending on the series. Yeah. But she's, like, it just got even better. She's, like, when is it coming out? So <laughs> I had a few people ask when it's coming out. And so I'm very grateful that, you know, I got asked to come back and... Um, You know, speak and talk about my book and present my book to new people and fans. See, that's what you do
1: for next con. You print the first chapter of the book that you're working on. So when these people are coming up, going, "Oh, well, here, (laughs) this is the first chapter." (laughs)
4: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah! Right, like that little like sneak preview. How, like, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you tease <laughs> me like? Yes. This? Yeah. How could you? Yeah. <laughs> but um, rest assured that I have my editor, line and copy editor, booked for uh, February, and she said oh. she'll be able to knock it out in six weeks. So, springtime, it'll be Relican. out, and then by the time next year rolls around at this convention, it'll, it'll you'll be have out. yeah. So, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So. Now, do you ever do, because um, I know you have the
2: books on there, do you also do, like, prints of the characters, like, yeah, that so, people could purchase and
4: stuff like that? Right. Um, so I do, my books actually come with trading cards. Oh. Um, I did trading cards per the, each character. Because I, as a kid, I always liked to collect trading cards. I yeah. thought it was fun. Um, and I always loved, like, just little things. Um, when you buy a book, just anything to collect, I was a big, like, bookshelf collector kind of thing. And especially when people like big fantasy books, they usually tend to be collectors. So they like fun stuff like that. So I've got um, a a lot of um, inside interior art, like, maps um, of the world, like three different maps. Oh, that's amazing. I got a whole magic system appendix in the back. Collector Um, set.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so, like,
4: a lot of fun additional things in the book. You know that fantasy readers love because they like all the little knowledge of yeah. anything. Yeah, any little um, bit of lore they can get, especially right. when, you know once they read it and they love it, they're right. chomping at the bits for right. any more bit anything of lore. else more yeah. so, yeah. So I give out the trading cards and bookmarks, and I think next year I'm gonna also add a, another little fun thing to give away. Um, I did prints last year, and um, I I'm not I saying it. Those. I I gave them away um, as like one print like if you bought both the books yeah and then i also sold the prints um a couple people purchased prints but it's more like they just wanted to buy the books and get the cards the cards were like a huge thing to them yeah so i just kind of stuck with that because i don't know it's easy to put in a little sheet if they want to and yeah uh, and display them and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah and if not they're small Mm -hmm. enough that they can fit in something you know and fit in a bag right
1: yeah. yeah,
2: no, yeah. that's that's amazing, actually, with the trading cards. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I and mean,
1: they look nice, the, yeah. the cards. Thank you. I, was yeah. like, I was like,
2: eventually, you're just going to have so many characters that you're going to have your own trading oh card game. Oh, my gosh, yeah. With all the,
4: the magic and everything that you have in you the back what? of the book and everything, and I was that's, like... <laughs> that's exactly kind of what, you know, if I, if I had the time and the money to invest, I would, uh, you know, get someone to partner with me to build, like, um, a game... Um, to actually do a tabletop game, because I think it would be very fitting with the different characters and um, the magic system. I think I have, I, I'm not just saying it because I wrote it, but yeah. like I'm really into magic systems and stuff. Yes. And I think it's um, it's different enough um, but the same or concept where people can still understand it, but in a different, new way. Yes. Because um, it's based off the color wheel, the artist's okay. color wheel. So yeah. red okay. does a magic, orange does a magic, yellow it is a different magic, let's say. Um, and it's activated by your emotions. Oh, and, okay. um, you're the more. Some people are more powerful than others, and it's, it's almost like a talent. Some people are just God-given, like, I am just a good artist. And some yeah. people take forever to practice for years, and they're, they're just not good enough. Um, so it's also um, a talent as well, too. And, yeah, you can level up your talent, and some people are just more natural at it. So. Yeah. So, yep. Oh, that's amazing.
1: Yeah.
2: That's. I'm Now I'm like, oh, man, I'm not really a reader, but I'm like, I think I need to read. <laughs>
1: I would love to say that promise, but unfortunately, I know so many authors. I oh, buy yeah. I buy their books, I and, then, and I have to move them off my my side of my bed. Yeah, because they've been sitting there for like a year and a half to two years. Not that I don't want them reading, yeah. but by the time I put my butt down the bed, yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah, you're. I'm. I'm the same way. Like, um, I have. I support authors. I purchase their books, and sometimes I get to read them. Sometimes I don't. on yeah. uh, It's a freelance. Um, I do beta reading for authors for an oh, editing okay. house. So I do most of my reading. Like I'd say about three quarters of my reading per year is through an editing house that I, you know, do, um, do contract work for. Yeah. So I read those books. Which is actually refreshing because normally I wouldn't just pick those books right off the shelf, but it's interesting insight, and then I give my feedback to them, like, honest feedback based on story, plot, characters, development, world, and everything. Um, And then one quarter is my own personal reading, so really it's, like, what I'm in the mood for at that moment. So, like, I just finished the Dragonlance um, uh, Legends um, trilogy. Um, I literally slammed through those three books within maybe a week and a half. Um, oh, wow. And they were my favorite books as like um, in the 19s. Yeah. Know, they were written in the late 80s or yeah, 90s. Yeah, say yeah much uh, older series. I wanted to go back to them because I felt like, you know, you just kind of get an itch to go back to some favorites. And I haven't read them in a while and I just remember loving them and I'm, I'm glad I did. So.
1: R.A. R.A.
4: Oh, yeah. You know what? I have not read his books. And everyone's like, why, how You've could
1: you not? have got to read I know.
4: Like, You've I got to
1: read him. He's my favorite yes. all-time author. Yeah. And he does the Forgotten Realms. Yes, he did the Forgotten Realms. And yep. his character of the, the Dark Elf yeah. series yeah. just kept going, 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 going. You I know, I heard this.
4: he's, like, so good, yeah.
1: He is fantastic. He was supposed to come to Fan Fusion one year. I was excited. I started gathering all my yeah. books and then he canceled that <laughs> <laughs> <Sometime.
4: laughs> one. Sometime. One day. Yeah. One day. One day. Well, he's
1: he's like Stephen King. Yeah. Stephen King does all kinds of cons up yes. and down the yep. East Coast. Very rarely comes to the West. Yeah. R.A. is the same way. Uh-huh. Very rarely comes over here. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah it was great. We got uh, Diana Gabaldon over here. It was really hard to get her to... Coming from Scottsdale.
4: Yeah, she, isn't she a local? I'm not a local, she's, but she's from Arizona. Yeah,
1: she lives in Scottsdale. Okay,
4: well there you go. So. Yeah, she oh, lives yeah. in
1: Scottsdale. She does the
4: Outlander? If anyone out, who's Outlander, listening. Outlander, the TV show, yeah. is yeah. based on her books. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: And then I then I got kicked in the head a little while ago because I was following another local author uh-huh. that I, I met up with occasionally, we talked occasionally, and uh, one day I was talking to him, found out it's his mom oh my gosh <laughs> so I've been following him for several years yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden I'll, yeah that's my mom <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> so friends of the family got yes. it <laughs> well I mean his last name is one thing and her last name is another so yeah. I didn't put yeah. two and two together yeah. uh huh and they definitely don't look like each other oh <laughs> so yeah I'm just like nope would never put that together <laughs> huh but anyway yeah that's but that's just one of those things where you can see some of the storylines. I mean, if you read her yeah. novels also, yeah. that time travel thing, that yes. actually lo- lost me.
4: Yeah.
1: Uh, when she went back the first time, Yeah. going back in the old ages, I'm like, perfect. Yeah. But then she came back, and yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah,
4: there's, there, um, People are very specific when it comes to time travel. And... Um, you you have to have a certain audience. Like even for The Witcher, for instance, there's a lot of time jumping, even within like if people watch the show or if you read the books, there is time jumping because he lives for a very long time. Right. Yes. And, um, and he's had a long this, life. And right, things happening. And-, and the story does shuffle around, but actually I find it the most intriguing because I like to think when I read, and I when I was watching the show too, I think it that was one of the things that people were bugged about him the time jumping and then they realized and i'm like i think it's the most brilliant thing like i was like holy crap all of a sudden i'm i'm like it made me think all the way back to some of these other scenes that were happening i'm like oh i now get it like i i, I actually like that kind of stuff it it really yeah. like intrigues my mind and it kind of awakens it a little bit so but that's just me. <laughs> Every,
1: everyone's <laughs> Everyone definitely their got, got their stuff. <laughs> yeah,
2: uh-huh. yeah, and that's why yeah. there's such a variety yes. too, of, of different shows and books. That's and, right. Yeah, you know, and even between you know, even in the same like genre, even you know, if they're very similar, still the different authors have different takes on things and stuff, and the way they do right. them. And,
4: and I never get offended if someone doesn't like my book or doesn't read it or whatever, because I have you know, like there could be some really great stuff out there, books, TV shows or whatever and everyone loves it but it might not be my cup of tea yeah. right. and vice versa and so I never take offense where people are like nah, "Like, they don't read my book but they might buy it or they might not Like, but it doesn't matter to me, Like, it really doesn't because everyone has such different tastes and I would never want anyone to feel that just to support me that they feel like they had to read it or whatever so yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like you know, I realize people are all different. So Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah.
1: My wife doesn't like fantasy at all. Yeah. And uh, yeah. but when uh, when she read the first Kevin Hearn book, she yeah. was just like I don't like urban fantasy. But yeah. I love Kevin Hearn's books. Right. <laughs> so
4: You know, it's and some readers are just very particular and they they want a certain type of book
1: mm-hmm.
4: and I and I totally understand that. Like yeah. so I'm not like you know, uh, I don't want ever want to pry people's fingers. I, you know, I find the most people that that like my book are British people, and I, and for my sales, I do a lot of sales overseas in the UK, um, more than I do in the U.S. Which wow. is like I time can to hardly do a book tour. S- I know, <laughs> <laughs> like, and I don't, and I'm, and I find that fascinating only because I read a lot of British authors. So, and I'm wondering. I don't know if i'm just heavily influenced that they they feel Maybe. like that um and i watch a lot of british shows and a, a historical yeah, drama so. pieces that are very british and again i have like um two you know that within the two timelines the uh-huh. more the higher court people are speak more british but the lower people speak more slang american you know oh, okay like, yeah um so there might be that element i'm not sure Um, So I take it as a compliment. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't know. but Yeah. Yeah. Maybe
2: just the things that you like. Of course, the things you like are also going to influence, you know, in your own life. But also, you know, I would imagine in your writing, too, you know, you're going to pull inspiration from all these places. And, of course, mostly what you're taking in is mostly, you know, British, you know, related stuff. Yeah. You know, I would see that. Yeah.
4: That
1: would be interesting because the first book I ever wrote was a Native American book. (laughs) I'm like, where did, I know, I I do really enjoy Native American culture. Yeah. But I have never really gone out of my way. I'm not an avid reader of it or anything like that. Or, yeah. But I have gone to a couple of powwows and, and yeah. some history and things like that. And I love the support. But my first uh, attempt of writing was Native American science fiction.
4: Okay. <laughs> I remember you talk, telling me this last year and... You know, the, the concept's very interesting. Mm. Um,
1: I need to yeah. work on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of work on it. You know, I not so much research done, just a lot of start writing, start writing, yeah. start writing, and then find some of the simplest things make it me sound like a two-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there going, well, there's a, a, a power source, and it's a, um, like a cactus. So I couldn't come up with a name for it. So I ended up calling it the star cactus. And I'm like, it was stupid. And I'm like, oh, God, i got to rewrite that. (laughs) So badly. Yes,
4: we have a lot of responsibilities as authors. Yeah. Yep.
1: So. we got all these things about, I mean, I can see going back and maybe doing some research in a specific native tongue. Yeah, yeah. um, And find a native word. The c- sure. for cactus and incorporate <laughs> yeah. that. But no, I was stupid. I didn't do any research. I just wanted to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> so keep going, keep going, yeah. keep going, keep going. I'll fix that issue later. What do you mean I've already uploaded it?
4: Oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> that, oops. that can happen. So. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>.
1: Anyway, <laughs> my failure. <laughs> but I don't want to keep my, much time because uh, we've already kept you for a half hour okay all right (laughs) and i don't want to take you away from the table i
4: appreciate you asking me to come over here and um thank you for asking me to come here well it's always good to see you yeah it's good seeing you too yeah we met you we met
1: met you a year ago got drunk last night (laughs) yes
4: i know that that's a whole other story yeah (laughs)
1: <laughs> it was. I really would be interested in how much booze he put in that drink, that I second know. one. Oh, yeah, <laughs>
4: oh, those yeah. were. That was something. <sighs> I slept good. Yeah, yes, <laughs> I, I did too. I was quite comfy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but so. anyway, right. <laughs> I, I hope you have a really good con, and we'll yeah, you see you in a little bit.
4: All yes. right. <laughs> Bye. I see trees of green. Red roses, too. I see them blue for me and you,
1: and I think to myself, Bullshit, what a wonderful world.
2: Where are you going?
4: Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.